What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Booch Cast. This week, um, we're doing something special here on The Booch Cast. Now, I know I said last week was going to be the final episode of the year for The Booch Cast, and technically it is, because that was our first official episode, but I'm doing a special here this week. This is a special episode here on The Booch Cast, because I was... Apparently supposed to do this during the uh, segments that I that I did the segment that I did with Elvis, but unfortunately with so much going on and trying to cram so much into the week between recording with Elvis and getting ready for the big Christmas party that I did um, 
not this this past Saturday, but the Saturday before, just time got away from me and I was not able to do this and I felt really bad. So I decided I'm going to do a special segment here, a special interview episode this week where we are bringing back a very special guest. He is an internet radio personality. He is a uh, very, very talented filmmaker and a man who, like another gentleman that's been on the Boochcast, recently lost his run for president of the United States. But he is here today to talk about his new movie, Department for Children, which drops Christmas Day on the movie internet channel com and the movie internet channel YouTube channel and a, a bunch of other uh, websites. I'm sure he's going to rattle on throughout this uh, interview. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back my very good friend, the man I love to roast, the one and only Mr. Derek Shapiro. Thank you. Thank you very much. If you if you need to roast me, have some turkey with that, please. <laughs> well, I'm still full from Thanksgiving, so I don't think I'll have a turkey with this one, you know. Exactly. Uh, like, I, yeah, um, uh, I mean, uh, we did a lot of movies this year, and uh, this is the last uh, movie dropping. And, 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 you know, I don't know if it's going to get a ton of views compared to the other movies because it's going to be released at the end of the year, you know what I'm saying? And when we do our movie countdown, January 1st, we always do our movie countdown, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. me, me and you, which which um, uh, we count down the biggest movies and biggest songs on the movie internet channel. Because you've been in every movie of mine, so it's been an honor to co-host that with you every year, you know? Absolutely. And the weird thing is, um, there's an interesting way that we go about uh, filming the movies, is that Usually you come down to Atlanta or come down to Atlanta usually once a year, usually around the month of February. So what we do is during that time that you're here, we usually pick a day and we just knock out every scene that I'm involved in every movie you're doing in for the entire year. So all these scenes that that people see, they were shot within one day. I shot multiple scenes for multiple films in the span of one day. And the weird thing is. I don't even remember what movie I shot for until I see the scene in the trailer. I'll see a movie yes, pop up and I'll forget like was I am, am I even in this thing? Then I see the trailer and I go, "Oh, I remember when we shot that." Yes, at the hotel. Yes. Know? We shot a um, lot of um, these at the hotel. Yeah, the hotel um um in Marietta give props to the uh, Motel 6 uh because you you know, it's funny when when we were taping that. That was the week of uh, February during before COVID started, like like really hit the U.S. Oh you know yeah, yeah. We were still able to uh, we were still able to uh, go outside during that time. Yes, I mean, I mean, oh, you know, a lot of things were happening, and and uh, you know, um, me and River came down, you know, from Boston, and they said that another hotel would be good, another Motel Six, and. You know, if we were going to pick the original Motel 6, there would have been extras in the room that you you won't want to know of, okay? Uh, let's just put it this way. There's other Motel 6 in Marietta. Um, I'm not ashamed to uh, blow their name out, you know, because it was horrible. How can you have it, you know? I mean, even though it's down south, they say it's bugs, you know? There was roaches in the room, <laughs> okay? In the original Motel 6. And, and and then we were going down old Cobb Parkway, you know, in Marietta, trying, you know, because because um, we have some friends and family in, in the Cobb, Cobb County area. So I like to stay in Cobb County where I, I used to live, even though you live in, 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 in Fulton County, right? Johns Creek, right? Fulton County, Fulton County, County yes. Yeah, Johns yeah. Creek. That's where I live. So 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 I'm familiar with Cobb County. So I stayed at the, at the stadium Motel 6. What a difference. And, and I'm so glad I stayed there because – to film that 
in that room was such a spectrum of area where you could be diverse with the scenes, and it didn't even look like a Motel 6, and the other one would have looked more like a hotel room. That looked like an office where where I angled the camera. Didn't that look like a, a little break room office? You did. You really angled it that way. It looked like... It looked like a break room in a building. Like, it really did. They, no one even knows that we're standing next to a sink because you don't even see the sink. It, it's brilliant. Although, I got to be honest, though. when At first, when you said about the other Motel 6, there would have been some extras. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. For a brief second, I thought you were going to say hookers. I don't know why. No. I was about to say, like, I was about to say, fuck, let's go there. <laughs> no. no. Oh, yeah. I was just saying. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, granted, I mean, granted uh, we have to give, like, River, some uh, we have to like you know put River somewhere else for a couple hours, but I would have been like, oh my, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess you know, uh, uh, I, back in my Atlanta days, I remember this uh, one hotel. I think it's in the Atlanta area that had some hookers, so uh, we can maybe use them as extras in the future. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I mean, I I do know this, Derek, in all the movies you've done, I can't remember one that's had a love scene in it. I'm thinking. What better time? <laughs> what? No, no, no. I had a lot of love scenes on my movies. Like, come on. Remember, remember the me, me and Jerry Truman had a love scene? No, that was more like a romantic comedy kiss. Like, that's not a love scene, dude. That's that. That's okay, just, okay. that's just that's like romantic comedy stuff. You know, like that's the type of like you know G-rated like Disney film stuff. That's pretty much what okay, that was. Right. So I'm talking all like. Right. I'm talking like the kind where it's like you might have to you might have to open up a Pornhub channel instead of a YouTube channel. That could be on the works eventually. <laughs> During my older days, I want to reinvent myself. <laughs> it's <laughs> a way to reinvent coming. yourself. I'm just saying. All right, but anyway, that's 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 just me having fun. But um, seriously though, I do got to say I saw the trailer for right. Department for Children, and obviously there's other questions I want to talk to you outside of this as well. But I got to talk about this while I'm looking at it because uh, I got it on mute so I can look at it. Um, sure. I, I, I have, and as you know, Derek, you know, we've been right. friends for a long time. I love you like a brother. And right. you also know I'm honest when I look at these things. You know, I, I yes. don't, I don't, I don't sugarcoat things. I don't BS you. I give it to you straight. Yes, uh, you do. That being said, I have to ask the one question. Yes. Why are all these shots shot vertical? That's funny you say that. And I have someone close to me that mentions that. Um, that's been on my show a lot. Um, and, 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 and that was done last back in February. So a lot of the things I'm recording now um, that's going to be out in the future is going to be filmed vertically. Um, I mean, horizontally, horizontally. Okay. Because I, I know, uh, like, for example, there's a scene here with this guy who looks like he's in a radio station. Yes. He's got, he's oh, got, like, okay. He did that himself. He did that himself. Yes. Okay. Cause his because is, cause his is horizontal. And then there's the scene with you uh, Dylan Schneider and some other guy at the end where you're kind of bobbing your heads and singing. I think you're singing Return to Innocence or something. I don't know. Yes. yes. Uh, oh, yeah. The guy's oh, name oh, is oh, oh. Darius. Darius is his name. Oh, oh, no. Evans A. Darius. Yeah. Like you got that, that shot horizontally, but. Yes. Because every, we take that afterwards. Okay. Because I'm seeing like every other scene in here is vertical. And I got to ask you, are, are, why did you choose to do that? And are you worried that your views might get affected by it? No, because it, it's it's more to grab the story. You know what I'm okay. saying? People are going to be watching just because of... This is not a special effects movie, okay? No. This is 
more of a heart-wrenching movie to grab people's attention for the... Because, you know, I, I did this courtesy of Serenity Rose, you know. This was not in my realm of movies to do my own thinking. You know, I mean, though I, I did take it upon myself, I, I, I took a lot of the initiative directional credit. Um, okay. But Serenity did give me the... Uh, I, I, I give her the uh, co-creator um, and co-producer... In this film, and co-writer, head writer, um, um, even though um, I took a lot of directional afterwards, because you know she had to do a lot of other things. But yeah, I, I uh, she 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 brought this attention to me about this film, and uh, she really wanted me to do it. And um, we might do some other topics in the future, maybe a a a, a what do you call it, documentary about this eventually, because it hits home to her personally, Serenity Rose. Okay. Who you and her has been in every movie of mine. You know? Yes. And, Absolutely, and and she doesn't have the capability of, of filming the way I do, and and and, and she's a, you know I have the experience of directing and doing all that. She doesn't have the time to do that too. I really I, like I have the time. No, I do. I mean I I mean this is my passion to do this. So I I I found it fundamentally cool. I put the cast together, and with her, I was telling her with her approval, you know who I'm getting, you know, and. Um, I want to get Brian Mulhern, and Brian Mulhern um, is a radio disc jockey who has Atlanta roots, who has actually connected to Atlanta, actually, believe it or not. Brian Mulhern is a radio morning show host who used to be with Claire Channel in Rhode Island and who's with the country station of Rhode Island, and, and he has a podcast, too. But um, you, remember, you, you remember Melissa Carter, right, from um, the, the Burr Show, right? Uh, Melissa Carter, yes. I vaguely remember her. Okay, well, she used to be a co-host of Burt, but yes. she moved on to uh, with B98.5 in Atlanta. Yes. I... And 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 um, she used to co-host with um, Tad Lemire. Tad, I, I believe Tad Lemire is still on a morning show there. It used to be mornings with Tad and Melissa. Well, before Tad was in Atlanta, Tad was up in Rhode Island co-hosting with Brian Mulhern. And Brian Mulhern has Hollywood connections, actually. He, I think he was one of the writers, or he did some work with the Phil Hartman show. Okay. So he, and and so, you know, Phil Hartman, of course, who passed away, you know, he used to be on Saturday Night Live. Yes, so, okay. So Brian Mulhern is is a big deal to the, um, to the, uh, and, and I think he did some work with MTV too, so, but but I, I know him, and, and, and I wanted to bring him, you know, you know with the celebrity aspect of uh, him, and he was gracious to do it, and my thoughts go out to him recently. He just lost his mother due to COVID. So uh, my thoughts do go out to Brian Mulhern. So yes, he's gracious to do it. Yes, absolutely. And um, uh, you know, hopefully he's uh, hopefully emotionally he's still okay and he's uh, you know, doing all right. But obviously, um, you know, sorry about his loss. Obviously. Yeah, he 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 lost his mother a few months ago, but uh, he's he's doing better now. And 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 uh, Brian is a great great character. You know. And, and so I got Brian in the movie, Buddy Love, James Buddy Love Herring. Of course, everybody knows him from him playing Pastor Harris. And, you know, um, um, and, and James Buddy Love Herring is a great, great actor. And then we have um, River playing Buddy's love son. You know, um, small role for River, but, you know, and small role for Buddy Love. But it was it was efficient to put that in there. And, and, and I made everything relevant. I mean, you know, Dylan Schneider is the one that lost – his, his character lost his children, 
and Dylan plays Serenity's brother, and then Evans A. Darylis plays the pastor to give some comfort to Dylan. So it all comes together in full realm. Okay. And I play the Department for Children representative, and you play the mean boss. So you uh, have a sufficient role in this too. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Everybody you... has has a great role in this. Yes, and I remember when, because um, I remember you reaching out to me and asking me to uh, play this role. And uh, obviously, and the thing about me that everybody knows, if you if you know me long enough, is that I'm comfortable playing pretty much any role. I've never really, yeah. I've never really turned down roles too much, um, especially if the money's right. Even though, yes. even though, um, even though we're, even though I, even though when I do the Derek Shapiro films, I'm donating my time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but in general. I like playing other roles because they're fun to play. Like, obviously, I had to, and I was really going for it because, and obviously, um, we'll better explain the plot in a second, but when I got to play this role, I'm basically just the guy that's like, you know, you know, not showing the compassion for the fact that the dad's had, you know, the dad's having his fair share of, you know, drug problems or alcohol problems or whatever. It's an alcoholic, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yes. because uh, oh, I remember because my character's like you know I'm talking about how I have no sympathy for the dad. He's an alcoholic, and you mentioned the fact that I have a scotch in my hand, and uh, and I love that because one thing people need to know about I would say some of our lines, not all of them. Uh, some of them are scripted. Like there's times where yeah. Dirk will hand me a script and say say this, and I say it. But then there's other times where he just wants us to improv a scene. Like, give me a couple bullet points yes. and we just go. And I felt like, yes. and this is one of those scenes where you gave me a couple bullet points and we just went for it. And we did a couple of takes and I loved it. And what's cool is that the the scene in the trailer was the scene that I suggested, hey, I think we should add this in there. So I was glad that yeah. my suggestion made it in the trailer because I was like, I felt like if my guy's supposed to be, you know, this straightforward kind of asshole-like character who's, you know, he's by the book, but he's too by the book. I, right. I thought that's going to go. And that's what I love about the character. The fact that, yes, he he does come off as an asshole, but in a way, he's not saying anything wrong. You know what I mean? Like, everything right. he's saying, it makes sense. It's by the book. It's just that he's looking at it from black and white, and he's not in the gray area. That's the problem. So he's not saying anything exactly. incorrect. Yes. He's just not. He just doesn't. He's not looking at it from the other side, and doesn't necessarily want to. So that's what I loved about it: the fact that my guy's not. He's not. He's heartless, but he's not completely heartless. I like that. It's like I'd say about ninety-nine percent. Yes. You and know, if if I'm being honest, I think like that's. Yes. Where I'm going with that, but I loved it. But for the people who may not know, Derek, Department for Children, what exactly is this movie about? So people can understand where, what we're referring to. Well, Department for Children, again, it's 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 the um, idea from Serenity Rose, and um, so so this character by Dylan Schneider, he loses his children because he leaves his two twin um, children home alone, and. And he's really not an alcoholic per se because he really didn't leave his kids to, just to drink. He left his kids because he had to go to work, you know. And the show was a poor decision. And and one poor decision could ruin a life, you know. And I know a lot of other people who have their kids not with them right now. And, 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 and me as a young parent, I made some not wise decisions sometimes. And it wakens people up that 
the system can be flawed, and Serenity wanted me to show a system that was flawed, and I did that for her, and 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 um, that's why I had to find someone like you to play a mean boss, if you will, you know, or 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 not sympathetic boss to show those flaws in the system, and it may not be the the perfect science, you know, but hopefully I had the great message, and hopefully. This will hit home, and 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 whoever who does something that's off color in this, especially in this realm, maybe hopefully they're waking up and 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 not a lot way. Absolutely. Um, but um, but I, I do know some other people, and I've experienced some, you know, things in my past, and 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 friends or personally, um, some minor things and friends, and 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 wish that they would have a better chance of seeing their kids. You know what I'm saying? Luckily, I was fortunate. You know, my my daughter's twenty and my son is fifty. I'm a single father myself. You know. Yeah. And 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 uh, I'm I'm fortunate to be in my son's life. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You uh, know, it's we a... all do stuff to uh, sometimes not the wisest as parents. I mean, I'm not a perfect parent myself, but I'm a good parent. Um, and 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 that's number one thing. I I, I am. I, I'm a parent, and 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 my son needs me. I'm there for him. You know. Um, and uh, you've got to be there for your kids, you know. You've got to, yeah. you've got to be there for your kids. And, and the way Dylan, I mean, I'm, I'm just so phenomenal, uh, such phenomenal acting by Dylan Schneider and Evans A. Darylis and yourself and Serenity Rose. I mean, it, I mean, I mean, just because me and Dylan and, and <laughs> usually do comedy stuff, and I mean, you do comedy stuff, you know. Yeah. So when we do a serious film like this, like even with homelessness last, homeless man last year, you know. Um, when I do one of my serious films, I sometimes it's it's like okay, sometimes you got to break away from the seriousness and just say, okay, oh, do you remember that funny thing we did, you know? But it's like sometimes you gotta you gotta do the the serious films to balance the comedy, you know? Yeah, and and that's true. And sometimes it's it's very very helpful. Like I I remember um, when we did the the I think it was the dying movie where you're yeah. Where your where and where your your character was dying, and my yes. character, you guys were brothers, and um, basically you we and I, and I can say this because we're on the boots cast, but basically you fucked me out of a business deal, and yeah, your character, yes. our characters, not literally in, in the movie. Yeah. I mean, for the listeners, I want to clarify that this is in the movie. Um, yes. your character fucked me out of a business deal, and we were brothers, so I'm like not happy to see you. Until you tell me that you're dying and there's actual like proof and legit and that reconciliation, I thought that was a really good scene. And I remember at first I saw him angling the camera and I'm like, dude, this. And I remember thinking this camera angle is not gonna work. And you're like, trust me, it will. I'm like, Derek, this looks stupid. He goes, no, just trust me. And that's the one time where I argue with Derek and he was right because it did come out good. <laughs> I I I, I, look, I look at the way he's holding the camera and I'm sitting down. I'm like. This is stupid. This ain't gonna work. But it did. So I will say I like that idea, and I did feel comfortable, like in Department of Children, really playing this role. Now, now, Derek, when you asked me to play this role, is it because yeah. you thought I'd be good at it, or because nobody else wanted to play it? I was trying to find someone to do it, um, and also because I get you in all my movies, you know. Yeah. And so it was probably a combination of that and that, you know, and 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 um. Like I was almost thinking about my, maybe my father, but sometimes, you know, my father hasn't been in a lot of. I mean, he's been in quite a few of my movies, but to have it a serious role like that, 
you could play it off better than my dad. You know what I'm saying? I mean, no offense to my dad. I mean, I mean, my dad could probably do it too if you, if, if you know. But sometimes, you know, just a, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, like, like my parents. You know, I don't put them in so many movies. I mean, they're going to be in one movie next year, actually. So I don't put them as many movies as I as I do before did before. But um, I was almost thinking about my dad or some other some other person too. Yeah. But but then thinking about you too, you can play any any character. You play sympathetic characters, like you know, you play um, comedy characters and you play serious characters and you play you know. So your realm of characters fits anything, you know. Yeah. And the thing is, the reason, and the, by the way, there was no right or wrong answer to that question. I was just curious. Yes, and yes. the reason I, I, I just want to let you know, I would, I would have been fine with either answer. I only asked because, uh, I, it's only because of stuff that I've noticed about myself and also what I've noticed with certain interviews. And I'll, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. When I, a while, oh, about a year or so ago, uh, I got a chance to be an extra in the movie, and not the movie, but the TV show Doom Patrol that there's on DC Universe. Um, Doom Patrol, huh? Yes, if you watch episode five of the oh, first Doom, season, Doom, Doom. Doom Patrol, D O O M, Doom Patrol. If you watch yep. the fifth episode, I'm yep. in the opening scene. I'm in the o- I'm in the first scene of that episode. Really? Yes, they go into this punk rock bar, and I'm one of the guys in the bar. You see me clear as day. I made sure of that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> basically, <laughs> I positioned myself very well to where I knew the camera was going to see me. I still did my part. Sure. But it was good. But basically, the role called for me when they called me to do this. The casting agency yeah. called me for this. They asked me to play a punk rock skinhead. Because basically the scene is, it's a punk rock bar with Crazy Jane, who's one of the members of the Doom Patrol. And it shows yeah. a scene where she's partying. It's a flashback to where she's partying in this punk rock bar. And we're all jumping around, listening to the music and everything. And then these two guys, and then these guys attack her. So she goes crazy beats the shit out of all of them and then all really? of a sudden and then we're all celebrating with her and then a cop hits her in the back and knocks her unconscious and we all kind of like run over to see if she's okay and you see my face just before it it fades to white and then it cuts to her being dragged around in the mental institution with a spy straight jacket so Is that on youtube it, it should be i don't know they may have taken it down it's definitely on dc universe uh i put okay. it in my it's in my video uh, part of it's in my video reel but you can find it on DC Universe has the whole thing, but they asked me like, "Would you be comfortable playing a punk rock skinhead?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why?" And I, wow. I, I kind of said, "Yeah," but I kind of let I, I didn't say. But they, obviously, I was on the phone when they asked me this. But in my but I, if, if, but I had this look on my face like, "Why would I care?" Like that that's something I never understood about actors. Actors, I'm like, "Look, you're an actor. You're playing a part." Now I know right. that we live in a generation where. People don't under some people don't understand the difference between a, 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 a acting in a movie and being yourself. Sometimes they get the two together. But I'm like, if, if here's the thing, if you're if 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 I'm acting in a movie and the money is right, whatever role you want me to play, I'll play. You know, you exactly. pay. I'm a firm believer of you pay, I play. That's how it is. Exactly. So exactly. and I love that. But the best example of that was I remember a long time ago I saw, I heard I saw Roseanne on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and. She was talking about how when she was on the reboot of Roseanne before she got let go and they changed it to the Connors because Sarah Gilbert is a bitch. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, when she did that, she talked about how she was, you know, the thing about Roseanne is she's very much a her 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 show was always based around working class families and yes. the reality based in that. And she saw during this time families being divided 
over the election. And this is right around. Yep. This is right around when Trump and Hillary were running against each other. So, yes. and so obviously she had a lot of writers on her show, and the problem is she was trying to get half the family to be pro-Trump and half the family to be anti-Trump. Yeah. But everybody on her show was butthurt and didn't want to play a pro-Trump role, so Roseanne had to carry the torch by herself because nobody else wanted to fucking do it. And right. basically, in the writers' room, they would be writing. They had they had they had enough Trump jokes to write a book, but exactly. they didn't have any Hillary jokes written down. And Roseanne flipped her shit in the writers' room. Like she literally right. took the script, slammed it down on the ground, and when she was leaving, she said, "I'm going to lunch. When I come back, I better see some Hillary jokes on this fucking paper." And she stormed out. Like she was. Pissed. I didn't do that. Really? She was pissed. She lost her wow. shit. She's like, she's like, I'm letting you because she's okay with people writing Trump jokes on the show because she's trying to give a house divided, you know, by politics. Right. So she's okay yeah. with people writing jokes about Trump, but they had no jokes about Hillary. That's what pissed her off. Like they're trying to, oh, we don't want to mess with Hillary because she's our candidate. She's like, go fuck yourself. But she got mad. Exactly. So she was, yep. so she was already not happy with the show leading up to her leaving the show because everybody was full of shit. But. I'm a firm believer in why the fuck do you care? You're acting yeah. in a mo- you're acting on a show. Like if you if you're doing a show and you're playing a Trump yeah. supporter and people are dumb enough to think, "Oh, they're a real Trump supporter." They're a fucking idiot. Not you. You're playing a role. Exactly. Okay? Well, I'm not a know, fan of Joe Biden getting elected, but if I'm elected to play if I was asked to play Joe Biden in a movie and you pay me enough fucking money, Guess what? I'll star in, you know, the thing. Exactly. I'll, I'll tell I'll talk I'll talk all day long about poor kids being just as talented as white kids. I'll do it all fucking day. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can do it. That's not a problem. See see me and you, it's easy to do that because you're a Trump supporter. Me, I'm well I'm I, I wouldn't say I'm a liberal much anymore. But <laughs> but 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 I'm I'm in, I'm more independent, but like but like it's easy because when I did a scene for uh, one of our movies in the past, and I, I mentioned about uh, one side is for this, and one side is for that. I think we mentioned about um, um, Hillary, uh, Hillary Clinton and, and Trump or something like that. Yeah. Um, 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 we could pull it off because we have enough. I have enough people that could be Trump and, and, and Hillary supporters or whatever. You know. Yeah. Actually, me, I'm, I was never really a Hillary supporter or a Trump. So that's yeah. besides the point. Well, but, but actually, it's funny because. Um, 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 Roseanne, I actually met Roseanne and I interviewed her back in Atlanta days um, for my for my show back in the day. Um, do you remember the Al Roy bookstore in Atlanta? I vaguely, I vaguely remember well, that. Well, Meredith Baxter Bernie came there, um, who played the mother of um, Michael J. Fox, and then Roseanne came there. And so uh, London took a picture with Roseanne, and I took a picture with, with Roseanne. And Roseanne was very, uh, very charismatic, you know. And, and and then my friend Adela Barnes, who I interviewed every year, who was on the Roseanne show, you know, who's a black actress who was on the Roseanne show, and she made one appearance on the Roseanne reboot, you know. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Adela, you helped me interview Adela too, you know. So we have a Roseanne connection, me and you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She was actually kind of cool. I remember. Yes. I remember her. Yeah, she was. Yeah, and her character on the show was great. I mean, obviously you didn't see much of her after Roseanne quit the plant. You didn't see much of yeah. her anymore. But yeah. still, when she was on the show, she was great. When she was well, on the show, Roseanne, she was very talented. Meet a Roseanne in person. She, she, she was awesome. You know? She is. And She's a and, genuine and good person. You, exactly. And when you say people can play different parts, <clears throat> um, um, Michael J. Fox is a total liberal. But on the show Family Ties, 
he was a complete Republican. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's and, like, and if you want further proof of that, all in the family, Archie yes. Bunker, Dan Carroll, Dan Carroll was yeah. a liberal. Archie Bunker was so conservative. It was nuts. And he played yes. one of the, he played. Uh, he was, a, he was a very much a liberal, but he played the best conservative, one of the best conservatives on television. And one of the ultimate, the, he's the original edgy. I don't give a fuck guy on the show before Al Bundy showed up. Like he was the I'm guy. Looking, I'm looking for my All in the Family DVDs right now because um, All in the Family. Um, yes. Oh, yes. No, Carol O'Connor. Carol O'Connor, not Dan Carroll. Why did I say Dan Carroll? Sorry, Carol O'Connor. That was it. Yeah. Sorry, I yes, fucked that and up. Then, and then he was, he was in the heat of the night afterwards. Yes. You know? And my and, favorite. I want to say this though. My favorite part of All in the Family was this. Yeah. You could see you had Archie Bunker who. Yeah. Was he was a little bit? I wouldn't say he was a full fledged racist, but he was definitely slight. He was definitely prejudiced in his own way. And you right. had George Jefferson, who hated white people. Yep. <laughs> but yet the two of them, that they, they were so hardcore racist, it made them best friends because like yep. they both agreed. Like like at one point they were at like this. I think his wedding. I think um his daughter Je- Jefferson's daughter was marrying a white guy, and I remember this because yep. it was so hilarious. There's two scenes that made me laugh. One was at the end when they're dancing and when they're at the reception and Jefferson and Archie sitting there going, he's like, he goes, Bunker, what's the world coming to? He goes, I don't, he goes, I don't know, Jefferson. All I got to say is here's to yesterday. And they cheer. And they start drinking. (laughs) So that was my first scene. And the second scene is my favorite because Archie was actually said something racist and didn't mean to be. That was the funniest part because yeah. Jefferson is yelling at his mom and his mom is upset because like, like Jefferson's like yelling at his mother and his mother starts crying. Yep. And Archie goes, come on, Jefferson. That's not, come on, Jefferson. You can't be like that. That's no way to talk to your mammy there. And she gets, <laughs> and she fucking goes, excuse me. She goes, I am not mammy. I am his mother. And if you've got something to say to me, you will address me as Mrs. Jefferson. He goes, Oh geez, Mrs. J, I didn't mean it like that. It was all oh, to hell with you and walked away. And then, and then everybody, and then, and then his wife comes by and uh, he's like, "What happened?" He goes, "He goes, he called Mother Mammy." He goes, "Oh dear God," <laughs> and, he, and I was like, "What?" He goes, "I thought I thought all colored people called their mothers Mammy." And he goes, "And he's like, well, I did, Jefferson. <laughs> it's an honest mistake." <laughs> like he, he really, he was because he was trying to, he was sticking up for Jefferson's mom and ended up pissing her off. He was like, "I, I thought I, I didn't know what I said." What? He's like, "What? What did I say?" <laughs> it's, it's just hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I gotta watch all the family now. Oh, but, it's great. But actually, I, I do have a George Jefferson connection for real life. You want to hear it? Uh, oh, I gotta hear this. Okay. So back in the day, uh, before I did my show, before I had any show, I was a typical teenager, right? Yeah. And this is back when I was 13. So you're 10 years younger than me. You were three, okay? Yeah. So I was 13, and um, this is actually the, uh, George Jefferson, Sherman Hemsley is his real name, okay? And he has a Rhode Island connection to the station you were on before, okay? In Rhode Island, 92 Pro FM, okay? Yes, I remember that. Giovanni so, and Kim. Yeah, so before Giovanni and Kim was uh, Mike Butts in the morning. I used to intern for Mike Butts, and then before Mike Butts was well, anyway, Tiny Cruz, who was in my movies, Tiny Cruz was working for the station then. Okay, she worked for the station when I was a teenager. Okay, so so it was all DJs, and there was a big concert back in the day. Now, um, I mean, every year they used to have the summer concert, 92.4 FM, and it was a matter of fact, it was a week before something like that, or like a, two weeks before 
my dad um, 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 used to sell insurance, and, and he was in Oneyville section of Providence. Now, if you know anything about the Oneyville section, it's 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 they sell costume jewelry, or they made costume jewelry, and 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 Oneyville, they had this big uh, hot dog place in Oneyville called the Oneyville Hot Dog Wiener System. You know, if you like wieners, you go to Oneyville. Even Guy Ferry was there a couple of weeks ago. I heard, okay, from from um, the Food Network, okay. So my dad says. He was in, uh, doing some work in Oneyville, and he says, Sherman Hemsley just worked out five minutes before my dad walked. Wow. So then like two weeks later or a month later, I forget, you know, around, around that time frame, I'm at this concert. And, 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 and me, uh, I love celebrities back as a teenager. This is way before I started radio and entertainment, but I knew I loved to be around them. So I end up speaking to a lot of celebrities. I met the Knack. Remember the Knack? Um, my, my, Sharona? Yeah. Okay, they were there, and then of course, um, um, if you remember the R&B duo group, these two wonderful, beautiful black ladies, you, you, you just put them on YouTube. Um, hey, Mr. DJ, play that record one more time. Um, um, it's it's uh, who was um, um, Mr. DJ by um, I can't think of the names right now, but yeah, I put them in YouTube. Hey, yeah, Mr. I, DJ. I think the Backstreet Boys did a, did a cover version of that. They, they caught up. They caught up. I, I was at the concert, right, and. And uh, guess who was guest co-host of the concert? Who? George Jefferson, Sherman <laughs> Hemsley. So, so I'm I'm backstage where all the stars are, right? And uh, guess who I'm speaking to? Sherman Hemsley. And I got his autograph, and he's the most genuine, down-to-earth character you could ever meet. And this is a little bit before. I mean, I already knew him from the Jeffersons, but I watched all the family too. But I never like I didn't know he was. It was a spinoff of the Jeff. I was, I was young then, you know. So yeah. I got to watch more on the family like, afterwards, and then I found out, you know, he was on that. Then he was on uh, you know, Fresh Prince, you know, with Will Smith. So, so, but, but it was cool that I actually met Sherman Hemsley. So, um, it, it, it was, it was, it was just great. And this is before I ever, you know, like I wish I could have interviewed him, um, you know, you, you know, back in the day. And 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 I think I tried to reach out to him too, but he was like, you know, getting older and whatever. But. But Sean yeah. Hemsley, he played George, George Jefferson. He was the black Archie Bunker, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And and, and, and very iconic, but I was privileged to uh, to meet him. And actually, the same concert was John Cicada, who, if you remember Gloria Estefan, right? Um, Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. Um, um, he was a member. John Cicada, who, who I took the song I'm Free, I'm Free. John Cicada, the Spanish guy who, who came before... Like like Enrique Iglesias and everything. John Cicada was on the concert. So anyway, so to make a long story even longer, Sherman Hemsley used to hang out hang around with Nigel Poor FM a long time ago, right back in the day. And they, you, I think they hung out at Twin Oaks, this famous restaurant in Cranston, Rhode Island, where my parents and I, I'm from, Cranston. It's this, it's this one restaurant where the waiters, all male waiters, okay. They don't use a um, a pad for like to take down the orders. They remember everything in the head. <laughs> so sure, it's this prestigious restaurant. It's, it's like not fancy, fancy, but it's not. I would recommend to wear like sweats there. I would recommend maybe wear nice jeans and a nice shirt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Sherman Hemsley used to go there a lot in Rhode Island. So I, I guess Sherman Hemsley was a fan of Rhode Island. A lot of famous people are are like tend to have. Connections in Rhode Island, like Judge Judy, Jay Leno, 
Taylor Swift, Gary Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah. Sherman Hemsley really loved Providence and Cranston and, 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 um, I guess he loved, you know, being, being there. Um, so, uh, you and Sherman and I have a connection with that radio station. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very good yeah. connection, uh, to that radio station. And, um, Obviously, uh, earlier we were uh, mentioning politics, so I do kind of have to bring this up, Derek. Um, as you know, sure. the last time you were on this show, uh, you yeah. were you were involved in a debate uh, with yeah. Gator Ricky Ross. Both of you were yeah. running for president against uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Um, yes. Obviously, the results are in, and uh, Unfortunately, Joe Biden has been elected the president of the United States. So I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, Joe Biden getting elected, how you feel about your the campaign that you ran, and uh, just your overall thoughts on that. Well, you know, I have to say I'm, I, I'm going to back Joe Biden. Joe Biden. I was seeing a lot of videos today on my time off today from uh, working because of the snowstorm we had. And I was seeing some videos of uh, Donald Trump and um, and Joe Biden and uh, Donald Trump's coming to term and 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 has risen and and you know I'm looking at him and where he's from and what he comes from and what he stands and it might not be his fault um, he was risen by and he was directed by very ruthless people you know but. I was seeing some uh, videos of things. It just made me think to like I wanted to work on some other projects, and I'm just seeing like three hours worth of stuff of of different things, of different things, and 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 I and I learned about remembering about and 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 it was about Obama. And Obama didn't do the best to unite different things about what's going on with racial tension. And Donald Trump is just as guilty as Obama, you know. Um, um, Donald Trump did not unify. Like, like he felt bad for the Newtown shooting. When it came to Trayvon Martin, he was, you know, he he it came down to one death after that. I was seeing in the video Obama finally saying "Amazing Grace," but when it came down to the um, to the uh, Virginia um, um, that disruption that went on in Virginia, yeah. That's when Joe Biden said, he's going to run against um, 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 against uh, Trump um, um, in, in Charlottesville, okay? Trump said that he liked people on both sides. And I'm just seeing the man Trump is. And, you know, he he, he shed a light on, on, on the World Health Organization not giving money to the World Health Organization. But he didn't unify the country and get the, you know, and Obama didn't do that right, you know? Um, um, unify the country as you know maybe he he, he, he should have done too. Um, they're both not they're both guilty of not not unifying the country and, and when Trump is he he likes to keep chaos but as a leader you got to show more than fighting and you know there's a lot of in, in terms of what I saw in the video this this country's divided you know and I don't know if Biden's the answer. Kamala Harris is the answer, but 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 maybe they are. Let's see if they can unify the country because Trump did. Trump showed me that he's better than I thought he was by 
not giving money to the World Health Organization. Biden's showing me that he's with the elites a little bit. But at least if you can unify the country and bring people together in a peaceful way. Because we saw too much destruction and too much chaos under the Obama-Trump era, okay? And it's time for more peace in the world. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. But I can tell you right now, uh, Biden ain't unifying anybody, if you want my opinion. Um, All right. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I can't answer that yet. We haven't seen him in office yet. Well, so. here's the thing. I, I don't believe that. Yeah. I don't believe that one man can unify a country together. I don't think it can be done. I feel that if I've learned anything over the course of the last four years, right. it's that unity is pretty much impossible at this point. No, no. I think I, I believe that. it's impossible because here's the thing: two men have done that. Two presidents in my lifetime have done that. Yes, but Clinton. that was back when. But that was back when. It was basically when there when it could be a rational thought. Bill Clinton. And this is back did when. It. Yeah, Bill Clinton did it because. And Ronald Reagan did it. Yeah. Ronald Reagan. And he was but that was but that was so back those, but that was back when people were capable of rational thought. I don't believe the generation coming up is capable of that. I believe that they are with between between crazies and this is the thing when and this is the thing that everybody likes to mess up. When Trump said the whole both sides thing, it wasn't said that he liked people on both sides. It was saying that he saw madness, destruction, and hate on both sides. Was what he said. He saw it. He saw it on both sides. He saw it with the people who were pro with the with the people who were protesting and the people who were against the protesting. He saw on both sides evil things happening. The difference is, and this is where I call hypocrisy on the left every time, is that. They wanted they wanted Trump to say the words white national terrorism. They want they're not afraid to call out white people for doing terroristic acts. But if you say the words radical Islamic terrorism, they shit their pants, they cry for their mommies and they say, "You can't say that. Not all Islamic people are terrorists. That's a bad thing to say." Really? So all white people are terrorists? Yes, yes they are. That's what the problem was. And that's why I said, you know, to anybody that had a problem with that, like, fuck you. Like, that was, that's the problem. You can't, you, there is, basically, this is what it was. With, against Hil when Trump ran for president against Hillary and when he ran against Biden, this is the harsh reality. It had nothing to do with who was the better president. It was basically, do you like Trump or you hate Trump? The whole thing revolved around him. Like, for a guy that everybody wants to say is narcissistic, the whole thing revolved around him. I met people who told me, I don't even like Joe Biden. But I like him more than I like Trump, so I'm going to vote for him. Had nothing to do with it. I've read very few people that voted for Joe Biden because they liked him. I did meet a few of those people, and they're called weirdos. But I, I'm telling you right now, that I, I can solve that Charlottesville thing right now. He never said he liked people on both sides. He said he saw destruction on both sides, and the liberals don't like that. They only want to blame... And and and, the, and and to be fair, conservatives don't like it either. Nobody wants nobody nobody wants their side to take the blame. They want to put the blame on the other team. Right. They want to well, they want to pass the buck wherever they can because they want everyone to believe they're good people. When it, when I when as someone who's worked in retail for thirteen years knows, y'all are fucked up. I just want to see today if Michael Jackson was would have been alive. You know he he had a song. Michael Jackson had a great song, and Michael Jackson was a phenomenal act. Um, singer, you know what I'm saying? And he was friends with Donald Trump back in the day, okay? And I, I think about Michael Jackson's song. He, he says, um, they don't really care about us, okay? Yeah. A Mike, a Michael Jackson references um, the KKK, 
and if Martin Luther was still living, and then he says if Roosevelt was still living. And you have to think to yourself, does Trump, could Michael Jackson ever reference Trump in a song like that? It, does Trump ever mount up to Roosevelt? No, Trump will never mount up to Roosevelt. Uh, not even Bushes, the Bushes, okay? Um, 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 Reagan, Clinton, not, not Hillary, but Bill Clinton, Reagan, yeah. and um, maybe, maybe Obama couldn't measure up to, you know, measure up to that status. I mean, he did bring unity, unity in the beginning and, and towards the middle of his campaign. Uh, again, I don't think it was his fault to bring not unity. I think it was a lot of people that I, was divided. I didn't really have a problem but, with Obama, but to be honest, yeah. he didn't unify anybody. He didn't. I wouldn't even say in the beginning. I wouldn't even say in the beginning. A lot of people. I don't think he unified anyone. The only people that were unified under was, at least it's not Hillary. That was my thought process. That's the really thing he unified people under was, we all agreed Hillary was a shit choice. Well, you you know, Obama was charismatic. Charismatic. That's the difference. Because, see, the thing is, Obama was well-spoken, which means because he was well-spoken, he could weave the bullshit in and nobody would notice because he's such a great speaker. You know, it's like, it's like, have you ever seen, do you ever watch Family Guy? Yes. Do you remember the episode where Adam West and Lois Griffin run against each other for mayor? Yeah. uh, No. Okay. Well, there's a moment in there and this accurately sums up Obama and pretty much any politician you will ever meet in your entire life. Adam West is asked a question, and this is the answer that Adam West gives to this person. He goes, he goes, well, citizen, that's a wonderful question, and I thank you for it. I think it's wonderful that we live in a country where we can ask questions. Because without questions, we just have answers. And an answer without a question is a statement. And they, no just, and they, just, and they just went, oh, I like him. He looks me in the eye. That's literally all he said. That's to me. That sums up any answer Obama has given to anything ever. Wait, you, you said that was Peter Griffin. You said no, it was Lois Griffin. The oh, joke was because the joke was undecided voters are idiots. So basically, Lois would try to answer questions and she would talk logically, but nobody wanted to listen to her. So they said undecided voters are idiots. You just got to answer them. So she goes. So this is what she literally does. She goes, Mrs. Griffin, what do you plan to do about the about 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 the city? And she goes. A lot. And they all start cheering. And she goes, because that's what Jesus wants. Yay! And she goes, 9-11 was bad. Yay! So every time she would answer a question, you would just say 9-11, and they would all cheer. Uh, question for you, okay? And that's a quick a quick question. Um, so, family guy, you know what state that's from, right? Yes, it's Quahog, Rhode Island. I know that. Yes. So who would you pick from Rhode Island if you had to uh, come over your house to, um, um, right now? Peter or Derek Shapiro? Well, don't say this the wrong way, but Derek, I've already had you in my house, so I got to go with Peter Griffin. Fine, fine. I've already had you in my house, man. Like you've been here before. You've even been in my studio. I mean, you're not in the new. I think you. I think you. I think. I think you would just pass on both me, me and Peter. You'd just have Stewie there, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean Stewie's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, dude, yeah. it's like it's like I do say you have a very wonderful, wonderful studio. We could use yes. this. I could use this microphone to manipulate the masses. <laughs> Victory is mine. <laughs> uh, actually, we have someone in the Derek Shapiro films uh, that's making a cameo next year that was in a Seth MacFarlane, two of Seth MacFarlane films as an extra. 
What the deuce? <laughs> exactly. So, um, um, also too, just want my, um, to remind your listeners and your fans and my fans and everybody's listening right now too. New Year's Eve. We always have the New Year's Eve bash. We're gonna be competing with Ryan Seacrest on New Year's Eve. You know. Holy smokes and a vagina. Exactly on the DSSTVStation.com. Nine o'clock at night. We're gonna we're, we're gonna throw out 2020 and we're gonna bring in 2021. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I always right. call you up every New Year's Eve, and, and we always talk about a little bit about 2020. We always have a fun time every New Year's Eve, huh? Giggity, all right. Yeah, we have a great time, man. We do have a great time on New Year's. You know, we put uh, you know, we got the countdowns and everything, and you know, it's it is you know it is pretty interesting to see um you know how the films ranked and everything because you know they well, come no, out I'm, they I'm, come I'm, out over I'm, time, and I've always yeah. given my honest critique on each film. Some I've liked, some I haven't. So I'm always intrigued to see what pops up at which number. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a New Year's Day, but but New Year's Eve night, 9 p.m., you always make a special appearance on the New Year's Eve bash, you know? So the New Year's Eve bash is first on the DSSTVDation.com at 9 p.m. The 9 o'clock in the morning that day, New Year's Eve day, I mean, New Year's Day is the countdown. Yes, me and you, we do the movie countdown, the movie internet channel.usa.com, movie internet channel.go.sites.com on the front page. We'll both be on there counting down the six biggest films of the year. Is that cool? Yeah, man. That's awesome. That's going to be cool. Me and you, we do this for years and years, and we always have fun. I mean, don't we get to drink a lot of coffee after being up New Year's Eve, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the best... Well, what, well, the best part for me for this New Year's is um, uh, my boss at HVMA. Uh, what I love yeah. about him is the fact that basically, normally, my normal work schedule is I work Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and I'm off Tuesday and the weekends, which I got to say, I'm so happy to have my weekends back now ever since July, you know? Sure. So it's, it's been fantastic. Like, it's weird. Like, like, like July 12th, 2020 was when I finally said fuck you to being essential and, um, having my weekends back has been great. It's, I've not been used to this. Like, it's scary. Wow. I, it, it, you know how long it's been since I've had my weekends back? Since before COVID. No. You know how long it's been since I've had weekends off on a regular basis? When you were a teenager. 13 years. Okay, okay, okay. July yeah, 9th. Before COVID. July 9th, 2007 was when I worked at Home Depot. 2007. Wow. I, that, that's... That, was, that was when I first worked at Home Depot. I left Home Depot April 23rd, 2017 was when I finally quit. That was my well, – that was, well, that's not when I quit. That was, my, that was just my official last day, but I gave my two-week notice. Yeah, so short of my 10-year anniversary, I left. Then May 8th, 2017 was when I went to Lowe's because I literally gave my two weeks notice, interviewed at Lowe's. April 23rd was my last day. April 24th, the next Monday morning was when I got the phone call saying I got the job. So so, so I, I woke up on Monday unemployed but got the job within there. So I basically did that and I worked on May 8th, 2007, 2017, and then I left July 12th, 2020. Good job. So Good job, Mr. Vinny Bucci, for that one. Yeah, so 13 years I was working weekends for 13 years wow. and finally wow. got my weekends back, except for when I do like Christmas, except when I do like comedy gigs and wrestling shows and things like that. So if I'm working on a weekend, I'm actually doing something I enjoy doing and not sitting behind a register. But I just got to say, that's usually how my schedule goes. But yeah. for the next two weeks, well, actually, at the time this comes out, it'll be this week and next week, uh, I got. I'm working. I'm working Tuesdays on those days because I have from Christmas Eve to the Monday off, and then New Year's Eve yep, till yep. the following Monday off. So he's giving me 
Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off. That, so I'm getting a four-day uh, weekend. That's going to work Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But my boss is having me come in on Tuesdays to make up the hours. So I still get paid, you know? That way, I don't, cool. that way I don't lose too much money. That's cool. Well, Mr. Vinny Bucci, I want to wish you a happy holiday, too. Absolutely. Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas. The Christmas, that's when Department for Children comes out. On yes. YouTube, just been Department for Children movie, Derek Shapiro. We have the two movie internet channel sites, like I mentioned. And Happy New Year to you, which I'll be speaking to you again for that. And uh, Vinny, we, we had a prosperous year. We had a lot of changes this year. I yes, we did. A lot of things have been uh, really roughed up this year with a lot of different things, but we overcame it. Yes, we survived it. So. So Derek, this is the type of the, this is the part of the show where it's time for you to run the gauntlet, buddy. Uh, where can people find you? Just uh, again, just the normals. Um, uh, actually, you know what? Just one basic website. Well, no, two. Um, just DerekShapiroShow.com and VinnieTheBooch.com. Every morning, every uh, every morning from six to nine, I'm on the VinnieTheBooch.com on the front page where I do D Shap in the morning, and uh, I'm 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 glad to be on that uh, on your website too. It's on the front page on, on under the Booch and Shap section. And, and, uh, but, but of course this week, the week, um, of, uh, of, um, of, uh, next week, of course, till the end of the year, till January 1st or 2nd, whatever. D-Shop is on vacation. I'll have a special video saying D-Shop in the morning is on vacation and the Boochcast rerun show is on vacation because I don't want to do any extra work by putting things up. I'm just putting, <laughs> you know, you're I, pretty I, much, I, I you're pretty much doing more. what I'm doing. <laughs> just exactly. taking a break. I've done a lot of recording and recordings and doing this thing and doing that thing. So all the thing I, I got to do is just record with you for the New Year's Eve and for, and for the countdown thing. And that's it. That's yeah. it. I'm done. I'm Absol done. You know. Yeah, man. I know. It's 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 like as much. I think as much fun as we have doing our shows. I think we can both agree. There's times where you get burned out and you just need a break, or you're gonna hate yourself. So well, you know, I feel like that's where I'm, I'm at. So many other things. I'm getting burnt out with other things too. It's like, yeah, me too. It's, it's like, well, I, I, I love doing recording. I, lo I love broadcasting. That's my realm. I mean, we, we get our message out there. We, we love to entertain people. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. You know, if, if we couldn't entertain people, then I, th I, I think our life would be dull, you know? Yep. That's, that's yep. what I love to do, man. I love to entertain, inform, and piss off the snowflakes. If I can do all three of those things, I had a great fucking well, day. If you could piss off the snowflakes today, because <laughs> I still my, my car is buried oh uh, in in like six feet of snow, <laughs> not six feet of snow, six inches or seven inches or eight inches of snow, and my car is gonna get stuck because I haven't moved my car all day, okay? And and I was gonna try to shovel it today, but the wind it finally stopped gusting and I had a flight going out there, and I gotta go out there tomorrow, okay? I gotta go back out there tomorrow in the real world. So if you wanna dust off a few snowflakes for me, please. Be my guest for that, Vinny, okay? <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. All right. Yes. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, that has uh, been Derek Shapiro. Make sure you check out Department for Children uh, airing Christmas Day on the movie internet channel .com and the movie internet channel YouTube channel. Just type in Department for Children, Derek Shapiro. Derek, as always, man, I thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, you know chat with me and – you know, we joke around a lot, but I do love you, man, and I'm just glad that you're uh, able to be on this show. And um, hopefully when the Boochcast comes back from hiatus, God knows when that will happen. Uh, we're taking a really long break, probably a winter break. Uh, when oh, we, wow, winter break. We're taking, wow. we're taking a bit of a long break because uh, the reason we're going to, and I'll tell Derek this real quick before we wrap up. Uh, originally, Derek, my plan for 2020 was to take off for the summer. 
I was going to yes. do a summer vacation to uh, get a lot of things in order. Like we have a social media, we have social media pages that we want to pay some attention to, and also we yep. got a we got YouTube content coming out very soon. We have stuff on our we have a new Twitch channel which we're working on stuff for that. We got our in fact we're doing a Boochcast Dungeons and Dragons series coming Yo, out. Twitch. Did you know that Twitch and one of my companies I work for is the same company? Really? Yeah, Amazon. Yes. Yes, uh I'm not too happy about that, but that is the case. Um Yeah. Because apparently ever since <laughs> ever since Amazon purchased Twitch, they're a lot more strict with their guidelines because apparently Twitch used to be a free for all. Now you got Now you got to actually censor yourself on there. So we're which makes it somewhat fun. But we still thankfully we're talented enough to where we can work around that. Um, right. And I and I and I thank all those years of terrestrial radio for me being able to do that. But um, we were able to work around a lot of the parameters. Like they let you cuss. But you can't go too far. Um, now, now, what's Twitch good for? Is Twitch good for game? It's for gaming, right? Primarily, yes. Uh, you can use it for other things, though. Some people put shows up there. Some people put content up there. Like for example, there's two things we're using the Twitch account for. We we do wrestling watch parties from time to time. Uh, we have one video up there right now, which is our watch party when we when we did a WWE Survivor Series. Um, we also have uh, next month at the end of January. We're, or we're, we're doing the Royal Rumble. Uh, that's going to be our next watch party. Uh, so we do the big four. And also, I all of us have become, or at least a lot of us are, fans of the game. Are you familiar with the game D&D? Of course, Derek and uh, Dylan. No, no, no. Dungeons and Dragons. You ever played it? No, but I yeah, Dunkin' Donuts, D&D. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, but anyway, uh, what happened was... Um, Rhiannon and John, who are on my show, uh, yep. they are big time fans of D and D. John's been playing for twenty years. Uh, Rhiannon played a long time ago. She and my brother tried to get me to play when we were kids, but I never got into it. Uh, but my brother loves it, and uh, they, and, but I, and then recently, uh, Desmond, who you know, Desmond Desmond Dagenhart, uh, he's become a big D and D fan, and he managed to get me hooked on the game. Like Desmond and I literally get together every week with a group of friends outside of the Boochcast, and we play D and D. So, oh well, of course, D and D stands for Desmond Dagenhart. That too. Uh, but we're saying, um, what we're doing yeah. is because all of us love Dungeons and Dragons so much, yes. we're gonna get together and have a D and D like campaign and game session on our Twitch channel. So, um. Basically, John is going to be the DM, which is the dungeon master, which means that John is basically going to be the host of the show. He's basically running everything. Yes. And that's because John has the most experience playing the game as well as being a DM. Like Desmond DMs when we play together, but he's not as experienced as John is. So we're giving John right. the DM spot. And basically, there's going to be five players on the show. Mm. And the players are going to be myself. Desmond, mm -hmm. Elvis Delinsky, who's never played, is gonna is gonna start playing. Yep. Uh, Rhiannon, and as a special guest, my brother Sonny is gonna be on the show. Ooh, Sonny, okay. Sonny's so, joining. So Sonny is joining the D and D, and he's going. He's gonna be joining. He's gonna be also. He's gonna be joining the Boochcast team. Uh, this, and, I, and this is an exclusive. Y'all are getting here, Derek. I'm giving you breaking news right now because so Sonny, it's gonna be part of it. Sonny is going to be part of Dungeons and Dragons, which they already know. But what they don't know, what I'm giving you the exclusive on now, yeah. my brother is officially joining the show as part of my uh, as as my tech guy. Like he's going to be my uh, yeah. helping me with video editing and things like that. Like my brother's going to be helping me produce content behind the scenes. Now, at some point, I may get him on air 
at some point. Um, I know we've had him on the I've had him on the air once in all the years I've done the Boochcast. He only did the show with me one time. And but at, at some point I'm hoping to get him on the air, but at the very least, we'll be doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff and he will be on the Dungeons and Dragons uh show that we're gonna be doing. We're still trying to decide the title of it, but Sonny is gonna be on the show. So we're gonna be and we're still setting a date on when we're gonna do that. So We'll let everybody know when a date is officially announced because we still have to we still have to get some of our characters created because that's a process. Um, also, we have to decide when we're gonna do it, how you know how often we're gonna do it, how we're gonna shoot it, if we're gonna stream it live, what are we gonna do? So that's for the Twitch channel. For YouTube, we got a ton of stuff we're gonna be doing. We got we're gonna be reviewing Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, we're gonna be reviewing WWE Countdown. Um, I'm gonna be taking some clips from. The watch party and putting them up there like the best of like chop it up put some clips up there and also Elvis is writing some skits that he wants to do for the show so we got a lot of great content that we're gonna be that creating cool. but we're devoting the we're gonna devote the summer to doing all of that but what happened oh, was summer of 2021 yes but then when COVID hit everybody was staying home everybody was social distancing so we decided you know what since everybody's sitting at home and they're bored which i'm still trying to process that shit um <laughs> i think we figured hey let's put out some content for our listeners so they can pass the time so we kept going now the good news is we were able to put out great content for the listeners bad news is i can't speak for the rest of the team but bucci got burned out <laughs> <laughs> I started getting exactly. burned out and stressed. It got to the point where the last three episodes I did, I didn't even edit them. I just recorded them and put them out. Like, I'm not going to do it. I'm too tired. <laughs> I even called Elvis because Elvis is now my new my new uh, part one co-host. So we run part one together. And I, I just called Elvis and said, look, do you give a shit if I edit this or not? I'm too tired and pissed off. He said, nah, go ahead. So I fucking put it out there. So you know, I didn't even edit Sometimes them. unedited is the best product. Okay. Well, I hope so because that's what you got. <laughs> you, you know, even this whole thing, this whole interview, shouldn't even be edited. You know what I'm saying? Just well, I debate. Well, I'm debating whether or not to cut out the part where you hung up. I may cut that part out. What, 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 no, no, that's comical. That's comical because it wasn't even me. It was my phone because Dylan was calling, right? And it was my phone. So the part where it's unedited, where you probably were saying, "Where is the fuck is Derek?" or whatever, you know. People want to hear that, you know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> well, the thing is, I wasn't really well, saying anything because I was like Derek, Derek, and then there was a long pause because I didn't know where the fuck you were, and then, <laughs> and then just, and then finally you called, and I was like, I didn't even know you hung up. Yeah. Well, no, no, was it was that me again? It was the phone? It was yeah. The phone. I, I'm just, but I'm saying I didn't even know we got disconnected. Exactly, disconnected. Yes, yes. Okay. It, it was the phone that forced me to. Uh, it was the phone that did that, and I had to call back. Anyway, Vinny, I want to thank you very much. Vinny, you, you're a great friend this year, every year. It's been a pleasure. 2021 is going to be better than 2020, I hope, you know? Absolutely. We we deserve a good year for next year. Damn damn right we do. Damn right we do. Yes. All right, man. Well, take it easy, my friend. You too. Take it easy. All right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was my interview with Mr. Derek Shapiro. As I mentioned before, we were supposed to promote his movie, uh, during the final show of the year when Elvis and I were on and I was going to play the trailer and a few other things uh, beforehand. 
But unfortunately, I forgot to do that. Like I said, between uh, getting everything ready for the final show and also getting ready for the Christmas party that I did on December 12th, I just forgot to do all that. So I decided to include this uh, special uh, interview here with Derek and that way we could promote uh, his movie because I would have felt bad if I didn't promote his movie, you know, uh, you know, because Derek is a good friend of the show and, you know, you're going to hear us on his uh, New Year's Eve uh, countdown as well as the New Year's Day countdown. He does a lot of uh, holiday-related stuff, so we're definitely going to be uh, taking part in that, so you'll be able to hear that. Also, uh, as I mentioned before, we're going to have plenty of Boochcast-related content coming your way during the break. Uh, we talked a little bit about it here. We have uh, the Boochcast uh, D&D we're going to have uh, the watch party for the Royal Rumble uh, in January. We've got a bunch of YouTube content coming very soon. And this is stuff we're going to be working on uh, over the holidays and over the winter break that we are going to be taking. Um, as I mentioned before during the interview with Derek, I may or may not be doing a episode by myself on January 4th. I am debating on that. Uh, if I do decide to do that, it will be because there's some shit that I want to get off my chest that I can't do with my co-hosts around because they get a little uncomfortable when I talk about certain issues. But I do have some shit to get off my chest, so I'll probably use January 4th in which to do that. But other than that, there'll be uh, some classic episodes being posted in the coming weeks, and I'll throw out some reminders of this uh, very, very soon. So make sure you guys, um, like I said, check out uh, Derek's new movie, Department for Children which comes out uh, this Friday, December 25th, Christmas Day, on movieinternetchannel.yellowsite.com and the Movie Internet Channel YouTube channel. Uh, just type in Department for Children, Derek Shapiro, to check that out. Also, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast here on SoundCloud. Go to soundcloud.com slash boochcast, B-O-O-C-H-C-A-S-T. Also... Like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show on there as well as great content that will be coming soon and is already up there. In fact, uh, the big uh, complaint time uh, premiere that we had of dealing with a broken coffee machine, which featured myself, uh, Miss Jerry Truman, and of course uh, the broke soulless ginger Zach Scott uh, was also on there. So make sure you guys check out that complaint time. It's up there on the Boochcast Facebook page. Check it out. Also, uh, there's going to be episodes of the male soap opera moment up there as well, which I will still be recording with the Wens during this winter hiatus. So the only difference is now that my schedule is a little bit more open, hopefully we'll get the recap of TLC out to you guys a lot quicker. We'll probably do it sometime after the holidays, uh, but we're going to have a lot more time to get together and get those done and get those out to you. So make sure you guys keep a lookout for those coming soon. Um, also, we got make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Uh, we're going to have great tweets up there available for you guys. We're going to be making some changes to the Twitter page as well coming soon. Also on Instagram, we're going to be doing some Instagram stuff as well. 
Uh, make sure you check out all the photos and videos that are up there. Uh, pretty soon we're going to be having some uh, some more uh, dad-ass pictures up there. Uh, ones of uh, Ember Moon and one of Scarlet because of uh, what Rhiannon and John mentioned on uh, the uh, NXT recap that the two of them did together while I was at the Christmas party. So I will be sure to add those up there as well for your guys' uh, enjoyment. So make sure you guys... Uh, Check that out as we pay tribute to some of the great butts of NXT. And, of course, uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. YouTube content is coming soon. I know I've mentioned that time and time again, but we're going to be in the process over the next week or two of scheduling some time to get all that together. So we're going to be working on our Dark Side of the Ring reviews. We're also going to be working on our uh, WWE Countdown content. Uh, John and I still have our special project that we're working on, so that'll be coming soon as well. And also, we're going to be taking some, um, not the whole thing, but some clips of our Survivor Series watch party. It'll be up there as well. I'm basically going to take some of the highlights of the party, chop them up, put them up there on the YouTube channel for you guys to check out. And speaking of uh, the watch party, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. We got great content coming your way. As we mentioned before, if you want to see the Survivor Series watch party in its entirety, you can check it out on our Twitch channel. It's still up there. Uh, as I mentioned before, we will be coming back for a watch party next month in January for the Royal Rumble. As of right now, I do not know the date for the Royal Rumble. They have not announced it, but... If you watch the TLC pay-per-view or if you go to WWE.com, whatever date the Royal Rumble is, that's going to be the date of the watch party. And of course, we'll be putting up some promotional stuff as well in the coming weeks and in the coming weeks leading up to the Royal Rumble. But we will be back again for January for the Royal Rumble. Also, we're going to be introducing the Boochcast D&D show. Uh, we have not come up with an official title for it yet, so it's going to be called Boochcast D&D for now. But it's basically going to be us, the team, uh, competing in Dungeons and Dragons. That's right. Uh, John Tumblin will be the dungeon master for the show. Also participating in it will be myself, Desmond Dagenhart, Elvis Delinsky, Rhiannon Mojaleski, and a newcomer to the show, my brother, Sonny Bucci, is going to be on the show as well. So you'll be able to see us playing some D&D, &D, and we're going to be having a great time with this show. We're going to be doing at least uh, two shows a month via Twitch. Um, we're going to be putting some stuff out. We, still, we just got to set the date, get the characters created, get everything finalized, and then once we're ready to go, we'll be ready to go. So make sure you are following us on Twitch so you can get all the information you need for when this moment is going to happen. And of course, support the show through Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash theboochcast. We have great rewards for great patrons for as little as $1 a month. That's it. Just $1. One measly dollar a month. You can contribute and help keep the show going. You can help us keep the lights on. You can help us uh, pay the bills. You can also help us uh, with all the other uh, goals that we have for the show. Uh, if you want to help, you can help us upgrade our equipment. You can help us uh, book bigger name guests that require a talent feed to be on the show some people are willing to uh be interviewed out of the goodness of their hearts some people you got to pay money to have them on 
So, you know, that helps us with that as well. And, of course, it helps me, um, you know, take care of my uh, guys and gal. You know, if you think that my co-hosts do a great job and they deserve to be paid for their work, uh, Patreon's how you make that happen. The money from that goes to not only taking care of the show, but also taking care of my team who uh, devote, who takes time out of their busy schedules, as I mentioned many, many times before, to come here and do this show and entertain you guys. So, Patreon's how you help them out. And... As I mentioned before, it only costs you $1 a month, so you don't have to break the bank or sacrifice a payment. We would never, ever, ever ask our fans to do that. Now, if you got some extra spending cash, if you're good on money, and you want to take advantage of some of the extra awards you got, we got, uh, feel free to um, take advantage of those. But if you can't, just $1 a month is all you have to give. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been the Boochcast. Either I'll talk to you guys on January 4th or we'll talk to you guys after the winter break. But until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs> <laughs>